do this thing. Welcome to the Wrestle Down. Down Twenty One. Yeah, actually, yes, it is twenty one. Yeah, it's the one where Shawn Michaels faces. Uh, fucking, I forgot what happened. Kurt Angle. There we go. I knew there was an important one. Yeah. On that uh, card. And yeah, I'm Jared Palapple. You got Dennis Bruno and Keaton Kitty. Man, we're wishing him a very happy International Cat Day. Yeah. Uh, as of today, August eighth. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, did you catch up on the G1 stuff? I did. Okay. Good. Oh. Up cool. to speed. We are all good to go then. Yeah. Means, so I, we got. This is gonna be a fucking crazy weekend for wrestling. The weekend of too much wrestling. Two, <laughs> two or five, depending on how many there have been this year. It's true. I the first one I thought of was like WrestleMania weekend with how many live shows we went to in right. person on top of the ten hour mania. Yes, but we also had like another like even just a couple weeks ago we had AEW and all those others. True, uh, broadcasting live, right, Keaton? Yeah, it, okay. it's, it's been a big year for how available it is to see pro wrestling whenever you want, and yeah. largely on the weekends. The bubble's bursting, I boom, think. Boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, indeed. <laughs> That's the sound of Coke Man and Mick Foley's legacies of making wrestling from a written medium to a listening medium by podcast, and now an everytime medium. Yeah! It's also the sound of our sponsor, Boom, Boom, Mick, Boom, Boom, Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Your 4th of July not happening? Throw some boom, 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 boom. You need some dynamite? We got them. <laughs> you got, you, you wanna, you, you wanna make a poop in your pants? Mm-hmm. You got that too. It's, it's just, it's all, it's any interpretation of boom, 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 boom you can have. For anybody who is a fan of, uh, Simon and Garfunkel, not, not for you, cause we, uh, we hate the sound of silence. <laughs> and we are making it live. Yeah, lots of boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> Like our Garfunkel wanted, and Paul Simon was like, no. Yes. I am the creative force. Just Paul Simon solo with his African rhythms. <laughs> <laughs> Which don't sound like boom, boom, boom. That's true, but they got a little bit more boom to them than, uh, you know, fucking The uh, Sound of Silence and fucking uh, Rosemary Sage, whatever. This is true. Time, you're not invited. Yeah. You're just a construct. Yeah. Right, Keenan? There's only two times. Food time. And food time, too. <laughs> the return. <laughs> That's how Keaton does his time. Yeah. yeah. And then, one, two, three, and four food times, we're going to have <laughs> the, the uh, A-block finals of the uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 uh, Climax. Um, Don't ask us, it's Japan who calls it Food Time 4. <laughs> Just repeating the information. I measure time the way Keaton does because we're a family. That's true. Um, but let me let's get the schedule up so we can see what fucking matches are happening, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, I, what'd you think about the A and B block shows from this week? I feel like this is kind of the story of most point-based tournaments where it's not elimination style, is that there's already some kind of surefire winners, mm-hmm. so... It now becomes a question of who's going to use these opportunities for character building and trying to accomplish uh, something outside of, like, the tournament goal of we're going to get to the end of things. Hold on. Motherfucker. Boom, 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 boom. This isn't your ad time. Yeah. What happened? Stop it. I just want to know who's on. There There we we go. go. Okay. It fucking loads again. Do you want to start that again so we can just edit that out? Uh, 
No, I'm fine with it. Yeah! <laughs> We're going live, baby! Yeah. I think, I don't know how much that's going to show up on the mic, so Fair. we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. If it doesn't, yeah. You can continue. So, it, yeah, like, the the most recent A-Block matches, I I really like Evil, so to see him yeah. square off with Okada, I was kind of oh. hoping that he would just kind of get a late-in-the-game style tournament win. Yeah. But, it, it, it's a testament to Gato and anybody else who helped with the booking of this tournament that, oh, just by happenstance, Okada and Obushi is, the, like, the last one-on-one match in the A block that hasn't happened. It's also going to be the final. It's very convenient. Yeah, yeah um, I, they do that every year. And I think it, like, it makes sense from a kayfabe perspective because it's like, oh, these are the, like, top guys. Yeah. Like, maybe someone will get lucky and, you know, you'll have uh, one of the other matches be the top one. But, like, odd, odds are, yeah, you know, if you were scheduling it out from the beginning. Right. Like, my total... Right field hope was that Toroyano was somehow going to be like a viable contender for B Block, and he got eliminated by the point system by um, Moxley uh, losing outright to Goto. Yeah, which it, it's crazy in a tournament like the G One that Goto could be a spoiler at this stage, where there's like one more night of matches, and just by virtue of winning over John Moxley, who was at this point playing like Ultimate New Japan spoiler, mm-hmm. is pretty great. Like. Goto had been kind of going up and down, repping the New Japan Dojo, but not really seeming like he had a chance, and now he, he's, he looks like he's fired up and could get to the final. For sure. Yeah, it's, um... Uh, wait, so, I, I was not really paying attention. I was watching this, uh, like, at work, so I wasn't able to, I, like, fast-forwarded through a lot of it. But so... Yeah. Oh, uh, Yano is out. Yeah, that makes sense. Even yep. though he won! Exactly. He beat my man Tai Chi, who's been out for a while. And, um, like... Unfortunately. He did one of my favorite things that, like, Fit Finley has done another, and Nikki Cross has started to do kind of in WWE, where he used the friggin' ring apron as mm-hmm. a weapon. He made an adorable burrito out of Taichi and Kanemaru. Yep. Even though that was Taichi's plan at first, but he was too lazy to pull it off correctly. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, God bless Taichi. Yeah, he, act, like, Kevin Kelly had the best call during that match. He was like, Taichi, acting like he's naked. <laughs> yes, because he got, his fucking tearaway <laughs> pants got torn away. But not by his choice. Yeah. Oh, God. So, yeah, B-Block is looking uh, good, but and A-Block is... Where are you, A-Block? A-Block is A-block decided. Is, yeah, A-Block is down to Okada Ibushi. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, it, it's like saying, like, oh, I knew the steak, this filet mignon was coming. Aww. Yeah. But, it, it, I mean, it's going to be great, that matchup. I feel, I, I'm still firmly in the camp, and we've talked about it a bunch, that mm-hmm. Lance Archer is the breakout star mm-hmm. of A-Block. Um, I want him to get, like, a never title, at least shot, if not, like, a small reign. Yeah. Where, like, B-Block was chock full of every sing- secondary title, he could easily, like, just make a claim, or just through virtue of being in Suzuki-Goon, bully his way into one. Yep. And, uh, I mean, Evil could get that, um... Oh, no. That's A-Block, Night 17, Night 18. Okay. Yeah. Evil versus Lance, Ar- Lance Archer. Uh, Volley versus Sonata, which, sure, fine. Yeah. Uh, Kenta... Oh, yes, that's what I was thinking. Kenta might be able to get a uh, title shot. Off of Zack Sabre Jr. Off of RevPro, yeah. Yeah, and with uh, Royal Quest coming up at the end of the month, like mm. that would pro- I, mean, I kind of expect that to happen. Yeah, I mean, it'd be an, an interesting offshoot for Kenta. Now that he's in New Japan, he's proven that his style meshes pretty well, at yeah. least in-ring, and I feel like fan support will pick up over time. Right. Um, so yeah, if he beats Zack Sabre, it would give him an interesting avenue rather than just walking around and doing the WWE road of, RESPECT ME! Yeah. Yeah, he's he's looking better, or at least he was during that Osprey match. He's still not, uh, 
He's doing all right, I guess. But I am looking forward to the A block, but I'm much more looking forward to the B block. It's so much more chaotic. Yeah, because there's, I don't even, I can't do the math in my head, but like, we got what, five, one, two, three, four people who are still alive? Yep. It's uh, Moxley, uh, Goto, Jay White, and Naito are all still alive, and I think uh, Naito and Jay White is going to be the main event for the next, uh, for the, the B block final. Yeah, it, and, it's going to be, and like, they they have interesting tiebreaker implications, because Jay White's mm-hmm. beaten Moxley, uh, but Moxley beat Naito. Um, I feel like th- this is, this B-block was the masterful use of John Moxley. Take a red-hot guy from a worldwide renowned, like, renowned reputation and culture, plug him right in, have him go on a killer win streak, which yep. he, he almost did exactly what Okada did. Um, he was all, he was close. He, he did roughly what uh, Kenta did, basically. Yeah. And it was just really smart, because then when he did start to lose, it meant something. Mm-hmm. Like, Yano kind of eased people into the idea that he could lose. And his first two losses were not clean. No. They were like, you know, goofy fucking uh, bullshit. Right. And then he lost straight up to Goto. Yeah. And Kevin Kelly had the best call leading to the fall of just, like, he, Goto just did that in, like, 9 minutes, 30 seconds, mm-hmm. which you can easily rope back to, yeah, it's the G1. Everyone's tired, everyone's beat up, so it would take a little less time if, you know, just fatigue. Yeah. But also, Goto's fucking good. Yep. Yeah, that match didn't do that much for me. It was all right, but it didn't, like, blow me away, and it's partially because of the length, but it makes sense for the story they're telling. The length and the clean finish got me. I was just yeah. like, oh, fuck yeah, it only, and it only took one GTR. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um... Yeah, those both should be amazing shows. They are Saturday morning and Sunday morning, respectively. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Monday morning, we'll have the finals, which... Nope, I don't have that day off, so I am going to have to watch them at work. <laughs> if I can fit it in. Yeah. Um, if I can find the time. Who do you got in the finals? <sighs> <laughs> I've been thinking about this like all day. Um, yeah. I do think that we're looking at a Jay White... Uh, Ibushi final. Wow. Or a Jay White Okada final. Or a Naito in either of those two finals. I think those four are the real, like, the ones that I really think are truly still alive. Okay. Um, though I guess Goto would be, like, kind of a dark horse, so it wouldn't be super surprising, but I think, like, I think they might, I, I, I'm hoping that Naito wins, Mm. and I'm kind of, uh, and I think my, my wanting of that to happen might be clouding my judgment, but... I think it's either Naito or Ibushi winning. Right. And I don't know if Naito or Ibushi go at it again, because they've already, like, faced off so many times. Yep. But it wouldn't be, like, so crazy for them to do it one more time with a 30-minute limit. Yeah. And fucking hope that neither of them die. Yep. Yeah, there's there's definitely that hope. I mean, I, I'm of the mind where... I think that is your final four of, of just Naito and White, Abushi and Okada, because it has to be with, with A Block. Yep. Okada doesn't need the win. Um, right. I feel like it. if this was Okada last year, it would seem like it would be more of like the story of momentum that they would be... Actually, no, because he was, was in, his, title. He was in his crisis phase. Yes. If this was Okada prior to losing to Omega, in terms of just like racking up prestige and mm-hmm. all these honorifics, yes, yeah. without... Without question, but I think Abushi takes it because he just beat Tanahashi. He beat one of his, you know, yeah. godlike DD heroes. So to bust through Okada, I think would be expected, and I feel like all of that momentum tells a more compelling years-long story yes. of perennial bridesmaid. Yeah, and then either White or Naito beats him. I feel like it's Naito just because White doesn't really have anything aside from just pissing people off. Right. I don't think Naito uh, White gets it this year. I think no. he. 
I potentially think he winds up in the finals. I def if he does, I definitely don't think he's gonna win it. No, because um, my thinking with Naito winning is that that sets up Naito Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, mm. and they gotta fill the dome twice. Yeah, and I think Naito um, Okada going title for title uh, is one of the biggest matches that they could book. I agree. So. I think yeah, I think Naito takes it. I think that your G one final more than likely than anything else is Ibushi Naito one mm-hmm. more time because it's been so fucking crazy this mm-hmm. year with them railing on each other's necks and skulls. Yes, and and if one of them dies, you got like six months to bring him back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I and I also think with Naito winning, it starts to tell the story. I don't think Lij will ever break up permanently, but right. you have Sonata, who's arguably more popular than he's ever been. Mm-hmm. You have Evil, who we've said three weeks now is in the best shape of his career, and honestly, I get frustrated because I'm just like, why aren't more people getting more behind Evil? Because he's yeah. wrestling so much harder, but that's also part of Sonata's character of just like, he is cool. He's yep. the cold skull. So like people just kind of buy into the indifference, but if they all have to watch their winner, their leader, even though there's no official leader of LIJ, win yep. again and have more momentum... It gives them more, like, incentive to split off. Yep. And Shingo, Shingo. Yes, yeah. Oh, gosh, Shingo versus uh, Ishii was fucking wild, and yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, also, the if Naito wins, that brings an interesting twist, because Sonata would be due a title shot, like King of Pro Wrestling or Power Struggle or whatever yes. in the fall. So, you know, they could tease an inter-LIJ Wrestle Kingdom main event that probably would never happen. I, I have way less not, interest. Not in, right now, but, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I, I have way less interest in, like, Naito Sonata for the title than I do Okada Naito. Yeah. That, that's where I feel like the, the torch is going to move. Mm-hmm. But, like, Okada is, like, in the modern era, New Japan's biggest star. Yep. And he, like, not that Naito necessarily needs it, but to just kind of, like, galvanize a legacy, I want I want to see Naito be champion again. Yeah. It's been, like, three years. Yep. Yeah, me too. It'd be nice, uh, and also, like, he... If he puts the Intercontinental title up against Okada, then that's, like, one more thing to solidify Okada's legacy, yep. which is a nice, like, they're fighting for each other's, you know, names, which is great. Yeah. Uh, in other great wrestling fucking news, not really news, <laughs> previews, um, <laughs> that's what happens when I try to type. Previews? <laughs> what, where, Toronto, okay. Yeah. So I almost typed Totoro. Uh, <laughs> NXT Totoro <laughs> Take over Totoro <laughs> So fluffy Gargano v. Cole v. Raccoon <laughs> Everyone comes in a cat bus International <laughs> Cat Day, Keaton mm-hmm. Right, buddy? He's looking away from us Because he is overpowered with the emotions of NXT TakeOver It's true Um, Yeah, you, you looking forward to this one? Probably a dumb question Oh, God <laughs> like, as, as hyped as... I was about NXT 25. Mm-hmm. The excitement's not as high, but the matches themselves are going to deliver in ways that we we get to talk about. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't. We can only begin to guess what Io Shirai is going to do to Candice LeRae. Yeah, which like all in the love in the world to Candice, but Io Shirai is a heel and she's going to kill people. Yep, but I think it's good. It's going to be pretty even. I think. Um, yeah, there are still five matches. Yep. So I am excited for that. I. Man, I feel like the women's matches might get shortchanged a little bit. Yeah. Just because, like, Gargano Cole is another two out of three false match with fucking one's a wrestling match, one's a street fight, right? Mm-hmm. And the other, who knows? Duchess of Queensberry. <laughs> oh, God, yes. He brings the queen back. Yes. The Duchess. 
Coal miners, uh, Duchess yes. Smash. Yeah, the third fall, if it goes to that, Wink uh, is going to be decided <laughs> by William Regal. Uh, how funny would it be? Comment if you think our soundboard's working really well. <laughs> how funny would it be if, like, Cole or Gagano scored two falls in a row, and then William Regal's just like, well, fuck, I was going to have, like, a ladder match, but... <laughs> I was going to start a Royal Rumble, but yeah. that's fine. Yeah, fine, whatever. Uh... <laughs> I'll just go back to hearing the tag teams fight in my office. <laughs> <laughs> it's how he goes to sleep. <laughs> uh, mm. Speaking of the tag teams fighting, mm. uh, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. I feel like this match, I this is 100% the opportunity for the Street Profits to show what they can do in ring before they have to sit backstage at Raw. Yeah. I still, I think, oh God, I wish that... I could see them winning, yeah. but I kind of feel like them putting all of the Undisputed Era in title matches means that either they're all going to have titles, or like, yeah, or I can't imagine a situation where like, you know, Roddy Strong wins in the opening match and then uh, like everyone else in the Undisputed Era loses. I feel like right. as soon as there's a match with someone in the Undisputed Era, I think that's going to set the rhythm for the rest of the night because NXT is kind of built around them right now. Yeah. And it and it should be. They're basically the bedrock, um, and they've earned it. They're exceptionally yep. talented. Before they started winning anything in NXT, they were worldwide accomplished. So, yep. I it's one of those moments where I hope Angelo Dawkins shows something more of what he's been doing. Yeah, like his spear looks great. His, his like heavy hitting offense of just like easily the powerful guy anchor in the match has been really coming through the last six months to a year. Yeah. Montez Ford just, like, screams money. So as long as that guy stays healthy and finds, like, new safe ways to do basically what Kofi used to do in terms of just really surprising high spots, they're going to be great. Um, I, I feel like the Undisputed Era has a very easy job of trying to ground both of them, especially Montez Ford, and it'll just be uh, a very satisfying story of, like, baby faces in peril, hot fire, and then Yui walking away with them. Yep. I think this is the first time, yeah, first time in a quite a while where uh, wait, this is two four twenty five. Um, this quite a while where we're gonna have an opportunity for one of those classic NXT tag team matches. Because yep. I was just looking through the past couple, and um, let's see, the tag match for uh, twenty five was obviously the four way ladder match, and before that, it was a really good War Raiders Alistair Black Ricochet match, but that's still it feels off because Ricochet and Aleister Black were never a real team. Right. So it was just like a very good match, but not really a great like tag team match in the way that like uh, American Alpha versus The Revival was. Yeah. But, uh, so I'm looking forward to this um, because NXT does tag team wrestling better than anyone when yeah. they're like, when they allow them. It's the only brand that's under the WWE umbrella that still books tag teams like tag teams and makes the titles mean something. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Yeah. Which, I mean, it means so much that, like, you can have a, a comedy act like uh, the Fashion Police, who mm-hmm. are probably going to be on the pre-show, fighting the Forgotten Sons, and you get hype for it because it's going to be a good tag match. Yeah, or they'll fucking get squashed by Jason Riker. No! <laughs> okay. No, that's not going to happen. So I... put that out <laughs> into the universe so it won't happen. That's yes. fine. Yeah. <laughs> My anti-jinx. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a good card. I'm happy. I'm excited. There are two women's matches finally after. I think the last time they did one was I think like Oscar versus like Billy Kay or something like that, mm. and then uh, Bailey versus maybe Nia Jax or something was 
I think it was like NXT London yeah. years ago. Yeah, so. you usually don't have feuds that get hot enough for to make it on. Like NXT 25 on the pre-show was Bianca Belair versus Mia Yim, which felt very much like, well, we're going to heat up Mia Yim now. Yep. Which is fine because Bianca Belair is now killing it whenever they put a jobber in front of her. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Mia Yim's been doing great with her momentum. She's done the job of trying to dispense the uh, horsewomen that uh, flank Shayna, which right. of course means that they're going to show up in some capacity. Yeah, something's going to happen there. I don't think Mia Yim's going to win this one. I, it doesn't feel like it. it yeah. like she is, huh? No, it doesn't yeah. feel like it was. I, I, I think. I mean, I'm looking forward to every single match on this card, but out of them, uh, that one seems like the most half baked. Yeah, in some ways, like I mean, they attacked each other backstage, but it kind of just felt like Mia Yim was like, okay, I've won a bunch of matches. Now I'm here to be a champion yeah and kind of spun off from there in a sort of generic way for me i just i feel like there's there's something missing from yim's character like she she's a good wrestler yeah i I take nothing away from her in ring but i don't know that there's anything that particularly stands out like Shayna was an accomplished mma uh aficionado before she got here so she has like legit credentials Kyrie sane's a star Mm -hmm. like every contender and champion prior to this felt like they had a legitimate chance right and even bianca belair had a ton of momentum as just a rookie yes yeah she was like a like a, a possible underdog rookie which yeah. was uh, compelling so i don't like i i don't think that it's impossible but i don't think there's just one thing that pushes me over a yeah. line of just like oh yeah of course she's gonna win right yeah she um yeah i don't think yeah she's uh, she's so good yeah. Like, when they did, like, a, a promo um, on each other in the middle of the ring, like, Mia was so much better on the mic than Shayna, mm. but, like, I also don't think her character has much to it other than, like, a catchphrase, Yeah, which is, you know, fine because it's NXT, but also makes it hard to invest uh, that much. Like, the only reason I could see Mia winning is if uh, she wins the title and then the next night Shayna and the other horsewomen and Ronda Rousey, like, invade the SummerSlam. Yeah. But even that, uh, there's no way Natty versus uh, Becky is going to be the main event, so I don't Absolutely expect not. something massive like that to happen. But right. I would expect like maybe Rousey's like in the audience and then does something to interfere. Yeah. At most. Um, but so. <laughs> we have mother... But the match we've talked about the least so far, though, uh, fucking Velveteen Dream versus <laughs> Pete Dunne versus Roderick Strong. Yeah. Which is perfect. Uh, because fucking, I am so happy to see Pete Dunne, um, again, without having to go out of my way into another NXT. Yeah. I mean, in, in terms of pure work rate, like, alone, Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne work at a high pace, high impact moves, they pace them really well, they sell really well, their psychology Mm -hmm. through physicality is second to none in NXT. Yep, their main event a couple weeks ago was really good. Yeah. And then you have Velveteen, who always finds a way to be different in all of his programs and mm-hmm. all of his matches. So yeah. he's it's it's weird because he's coming in as champion, but he almost feels like garnish on what's already an excellent match. Yeah, yeah. The, because they had the one on one Dunn and uh, Roderick thing, like yeah. it does feel like Velveteen's kind of the odd man out of his own feud, right. his own title feud. But which honestly is, is kind of better because other than that, you would have just had him versus Roddy, which is still a good match and right. still feels like Roddy's going to win because the undisputed era is sweeping. But you add Pete Dunne, mm-hmm. it makes it less likely. Like, it makes it less of a foregone conclusion. Yeah, and now I feel like Roddy's going to get the win over Pete. Yeah. Um. Did Pete? Dunne, yeah, Pete Dunne won their match uh, a couple weeks ago. So yeah, I think he's going to. They're going to fifty-fifty book that. Yep. And Velveteen gets to lose the XC North American title and then. Maybe move up and face Adam Cole. 
Um, I like that. I mean, yeah. I like that. I like Matt Riddle challenging. I like either right. Damian Priest or Keith Lee just kind of like bumping up a little bit. I think they're more like mid card people, but yeah. NXT does an excellent job of like clearing out their log jams and eventually having like two or three contenders that for the main title could mm-hmm. believably challenge. And I think Velveteen is very likely to be your next. Yeah, I think it's time for him yep. to at least challenge. Um, he had not. a great match with Ciampa. Yep. Um, though, we'll see if that pans out because his. I think the next takeover would probably be uh, War Games, right? Mm. So, <laughs> and I feel like if you're going to do a War Games match, you got to have Undisputed Era right. versus a, a random ragtag of wrestlers. That's a really fascinating point, yeah. and I I really like Velveteen when like in his programs when I get to focus on him, so that's that's a really good point about the timing of it because I'd like him to just kind of like have a different feud with somebody like Keith Lee or mm. Damian Priest where it's not necessarily about a title it's more character driven yeah because I don't want to lose him in the shuffle in a cage right yeah maybe yeah maybe they'll like detour him for a little bit and then have him come back for the title at uh the Royal Rumble one. Or, and just in thinking about this off the top of my head, you team them up with three other people who just want the titles and make War Games winner-take-all. Yeah. So just, like, he teams with people he wouldn't normally because he just wants, like, the main title or the North American title back. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, he could be captain of a pretty fun team. Yes. My God, if there was a team of Velveteen in the Fashion Police and, like, I don't know, Pete Dunne. Yeah. <laughs> like, some ra- yeah, book it. Some random fucking grouping. Um, <laughs> three just fantastically like rhythmic expressions of people and Pete Dunne. Yes, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's why I picked it. That's why I love it. Um, yeah, I guess uh, we could do SummerSlam, but we got a little bit of time. Um, so do you want to talk about the breakout tournament for a little bit? Like I do. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I had made an ordered list, and okay. before I even look at it, um, of the eight people, I can tell you who's at the top and who's at the bottom. All right. Um. Yeah, so for anyone who is not aware, uh, NXT for the last, like, what, four weeks? Yep. Has been doing uh, a tournament of wrestlers who, previous to the tournament, had not appeared on WWE TV. Like, a lot of them um, we might be familiar with on, like, indies, depending on what we watch. Yep. Uh, But most of them have had their names changed, and they're just being kind of thrown out there. Yeah. Um, I've had some talks with some other people who do not like this. I like it. How do you feel? Um, I think that it's an excellent opportunity for the WWE to, at the same time, try to pilot some pet projects, which I feel mm. like was very much BOA, Yeah. to kind of give a slow start to people they're not necessarily sure about, but give them a chance and they'll like steal attention like Angel Garza. Yeah, Garza's the, by far the breakout, I think. Yeah, and then for them to just kind of like go with no-brainers, because of course they're going to succeed like Cameron Grimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I, I had a friend, uh, my friend Alicia Siegel, who's a... Uh, um, Good friend of mine who talks to me about uh, New Japan a lot. Um, fucking, he made the point that it doesn't do a good job of uh, introducing these characters because it just kind of throws them out into there instead of a promo package. Yeah. But uh, my argument uh, was that the promos don't really do that much because they do them so often. Like, yeah. Damian Priest got a, a lot of hype, and now he's kind of like, he's basically subbing in for Donovan Dijak yeah. in a Keith Lee feud. Yep. So, I think the tournament works because it's a lot of guys who can, like, they did a smart job um, getting guys who can work a lot, or work well, uh, advance in the tournament, and then someone like Destro Loomis, who I'm sure he's good, but he makes an immediate impression from his look. Right. So, like, you just show him for, like, three minutes, 
and then do something else with him later. Yeah. Let the let Morrow be creeped out by him. Exactly. If you have a character whose whole deal is that he's a serial killer, but you can't say it out loud. Yes. He should be around very little. <laughs> he should be constantly creeping. He should be in the background because you don't know when he's going to strike. Similar to like The Fiend yes. on WWE TV of just like, it should be jarring whenever he shows up. It should mean like a lot and be impactful whenever he's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what's your list? So, uh, I'll work from the bottom up just because, bo- like, Boa, I feel like it's an interesting time in professional wrestling where, mm-hmm. like, there's certain untapped markets just based on per- pure human population. Mm-hmm. India's one, China's another one, and I feel like Boa was one of those make goods on, like, yeah, here's who we're working on. Yep. Here's a guy who just threw, if nothing else, national pride we could really invest in, and hopefully he'll learn it and catch on, and yeah, here he, he is. Yeah, he probably did very good at the Combine, and yeah. then, like, you know, got signed. Um, he's, he, did, he did not leave an impression on me so far, but... Yeah. Um, and I mean, that, that was tough because he was opposite Jordan Miles, who was like a sunbeam. Yes, yeah, he's like he's everything. Yeah, the pack. He's like a full package. He's right. you know very athletic, a uh, lot of charisma. Yeah, you know. Um, after Boa, I, and this surprised me to put him this low. I had Swerve. I mm. thought that he didn't do as much that he could have, and it's tough in in opening bracket tournament. Yeah. to really stand out, but. He was opposite Cameron Grimes. They're both really tall guys with a lot of leg-based offense, and right. I just feel like he was there. Yeah. Um, and I know him as Killshot, so I have all of this background context of what he can do, and I just was unimpressed. Yeah, no, it's it's weird, because I haven't been impressed with uh, uh, Isaiah Scott for, like, the past few matches I've seen with him. Yeah. And I thought he was just, like, saving himself up for NXT, like, because we saw him at Evolve, and that match was our least favorite okay. of that night, I think. And yeah. then... Um, yeah, so I agree with you. Yeah, he was. He hasn't been blowing me away. Yep. Um, I had Dexter Loomis after that only because I'm just like... I I was mixed because when he beat Bronson Reed, I didn't love it. Or when Bronson Reed yep. beat him. Yeah. Um, I didn't love it because I was like, oh, I want to see more creepy Dexter. But then that was the point. Yes. I just like, I do want to see more of him, and it made me want to see more of him by losing. Yeah, his character brought me in, but I was like, I didn't get a real feel for his in-ring work. No. That definitely was more of a showcase of what Bronson Reed can do yes. in the ring. Which is... Exa- and then I had Bronson Reed next. Um, Sorry, so- Siri. <laughs> Siri <laughs> has a lot of strong feelings about Bronson Reed. Yeah. Um, which, I, th- I thought he was good. I think that for what he did in the tournament, he was the largest competitor. Which, yep. like, in professional wrestling is usually something that should be... like. But he didn't come off as a monster. He came off more as like a juggernaut, a guy with just like mm-hmm. tons of momentum would carry him forward. Yep. I want to see more from him, and I I think that winning is great for baby faces, especially as you get to know him. And then he lost well in the second round. Yeah, I liked his match with the Grimes a lot. Yeah. Um, Hulk and Wild went up half for me, and mm-hmm. like a lot of that has to do with how magnetic I think Angel Garza is, but also. He's the type of guy where I feel like that's that's what you do when you know you're going to lose is you make all of the small moments count. Yeah, and I feel like he did that better than anybody in the tournament. Yeah, he's great at that. He was uh, DJ Z in Impact. Yep, and he was fun there. And then he just took his fucking weird ass electric <laughs> light entrance um, to the next level for NXT, and it worked. It made an immediate impression. I mean, uh, I mean, I've. His and Garza's match was probably the first, the best match of the first round. Yep. Uh, and it was the first match, so yeah. they, they set things up on the right foot. And I think it says a lot that he was able to go toe-to-toe with Garza. Right. Who, uh, by, like, you know, made an immediate, like, oh, this guy's a star impression. Yeah. Like, and 
Yeah, it, I totally agree. I love that DJZ is now in NXT. When I was a fan of him in Impact, mm-hmm. you sometimes wouldn't see him for stretches because yeah. he was getting his degree. Right. So I very much admire athletes who are smart enough to not only keep a career going, but also have a fallback with enriching your mind. So great on him. Yep. Cameron Grimes, number three. It feels like a no-brainer. Yeah. But also, like, it, none of his matches felt like they... Almost felt like foregone conclusions more than it felt like, oh, wow, he really did an impressive thing, and mm-hmm. that makes me want to see more of him. It's just like, no, he's here, and he should be. Yeah, he's great. I think uh, my big weakness of him, formerly known as Trevor Lee, is that he's always been good in the ring, but I never got a sense of his character. Yeah. And I actually think uh, Cameron Grimes is an upgrade in terms of name, uh, just as a, uh, just off the bat. Yeah. So, hopefully, he, like, I, he's so solid in the ring, I feel like he can... He's definitely, like, a... a Maybe closer to like a Gargano type, who like doesn't have much of a character mm. pr- prior to NXT, but like he's so good in the ring that over repeated, uh, repeatedly putting him in front of us will like get a sense of what he is. And similar to Gargano, I feel like he can have ten matches and none of them be very similar. Yeah, because he he just he can high fly, he can brawl. He's a very he's coming in as a heel, which is great. I think the the best use of him. Mm. So he's dirty and he can be dirty in very creative ways. He's grimy. Mm-hmm. He very. Yeah. Uh, the opposite of Grimy, Jordan Miles. He has yes. smi- miles of smiles, and they, yeah. they make you feel good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's flippy. He loves his anime. Yeah. And I'm happy that he's in NXT. Yeah. Like, he's probably the guy I was most... Uh, well, maybe, I'm, maybe I was a little more uh, uh, familiar with uh, Trevor's, Trevor Lee. But, like, um, yeah, Jordan Miles is one of the guys I was most familiar with. And I'm just excited to see him around. Yeah. And more or less intact, other than the name. Right. I didn't really know him as ACH in Ring of Honor, but I did through the Best of the Super Juniors tournaments in New Japan. Yep. So he's an incredibly fast, agile, strong, cruiserweight type of athlete. But I feel like there's something more to him than, say, like a, a Buddy Murphy or mm. a Cedric Alexander in the sense that, like, he's not only explosive with all of his offense, he's more charismatic. Yes, His definitely. look is just way more magnetic. Yeah, he truly... Uh, so he was like, he's, it's very magnetic, his enthusiasm for being around. Hmm. And number one is Angel Garza for that reason. Yeah. I, it's very rare that I'm not at all familiar with a wrestler. They walk mm. into a room and be like, yeah, no, give me, I'll, here's all the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, give me your merch. Yep. <laughs> Let me cheer for you or boo you. Yep, yep. Uh, has Garza Miles happened yet or is that that last night? Um, I haven't seen last night's NXT yet. It, at, Garza has already happened and yeah, I feel like it's Miles versus Grimes in the final. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird. I weird. I did not... Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. I just forgot. But yeah. yeah it, okay. It honestly... Like, he was so incredibly impressive. In I do first. remember that now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the first match, like, over Hulk and Wild, he was so good that I was like, this guy has to be in the finals, right? Right. Like, it's rare that somebody feels like they're that successful without, without like, a huge track record, but... Yeah, he lost to Miles, which, if he's going to lose to anybody, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, but, get Miles versus Grimes, and, I don't know, did they have they announced when the finals is going to happen? Uh, I think it's on the pre-show. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's a good thing. To, that's a really smart thing to put on for the, like, week after TakeOver episode. Right. It's just, like, a filler thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's not a filler thing, because now we have the finals of a tournament, Yep. and one of them is going to have a title shot in the future. Yeah, which, 
Yeah, if you have Jordan Miles, I feel like that's a great first opponent for Roderick Strong. Mm. And if it's Cameron Grimes, why wouldn't he immediately take a shot at the world title and then probably look good in defeat and then just kind of go off and do his own thing? Yep. Or they team up and they're grimy smiles <laughs> and they clean the teeth of the Undisputed Era. Oh my uh, God. It would finally make Britt Baker make sense. <laughs> just like, hey, Adam Cole... We learned what your girlfriend's good at. Now we're going to use it to beat you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, impressive all around. I think. Um, yeah. Overall, like it's a good. It's an interesting way to introduce eight new wrestlers. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't. Uh, it's. It. I don't see it as being all that different from the Cruiserweight Classic or um, May Young Class- yeah. Classic. But like, you get you get it on regular NXT TV. Eight guys that if they showed up again, you'd recognize them well enough. The only one I feel like you'd have a little bit of trouble recognizing is Boa. Yeah. And out of eight guys, it's not bad. Right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they'll probably be around and uh, be fucking used all around. Oh, yeah. So, let's see if I can bring up the card for the biggest show of the weekend. Um, fucking... SummerSlam 20... The replay of American Rana, (laughs) presented by Beyond Wrestling. I would watch that as well, but I just borrowed Tangle from the library. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen... You know, I haven't seen that movie, and then I saw the lineup for Disney's uh, Disney Plus uh, service, and it's not going to be on there on day one. And I was like, I'm tired of waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. I'm getting that movie now. So that's... Sometime in between the New Japan and um, <laughs> WWE shows, I will watch Disney's Tangled because uh, Alyssa's out of town for the weekend and I have nothing else to do. Excellent. And I think water parks are gross and my friends are all going there. <laughs> <laughs> Rapunzel's going over strong, baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, we got a fucking... You know what? Kudos to WWE for only having ten matches. They did it! <laughs> they fit ten matches in and I assume, like... Just looking at this list, that, uh, well, I don't know, it seems to me that uh, one of them is going to be on the pre-show, mm-hmm. and then they'll probably add, like, a tag match, and then throw that on the pre-show. Who knows what that'll be? I mean, based on what we're describing, I feel like every match could either be described as Fun Park or Water Park. <laughs> you you want to go down the list I do. and call it Fun Park versus Water Park? <laughs> All right, <laughs> go up from the bottom. Uh, so last night they set up the singles match for the cruiserweight championship: Drew Gulak versus Orny Lo- Lo- um, Oni Lorkin. Yeah. Uh, fun Park or Water Park? Oh, Fun Park, baby! This is like a house of mirrors where everyone's getting stretched and uppercutted in the face. Yeah, I'm, I'm amped for this one. Yeah. And they're like two guys who are not what you would expect from a cruiserweight, uh, but they're fucking excellent wrestlers. That's going to be a fun, fast-paced match. That we'll probably see later, because mm. I don't know if either of us are going to watch the pre-show. Right. We'll see what time I get to your house. Bring some suntan lotion and stay hydrated. It's a fun park. Fun park. Uh, next match they got listed on uh, Wikipedia, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Water park! <laughs> Why did you say water park? Oh, God, because I feel like Charlotte's just going to be working around Trish as Trish tries to remember how to wrestle. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there was a stat that got thrown out this week where she's wrestled four matches in seven years. Well, I thought she was okay at uh, Evolution. She Yeah, and she worked a tag match. That's and true. So now, like, it's just, and it's not the fault of her at, no, at all. It's absolutely. It's just random build out of nowhere where Bailey was like, I would like to fight Trish Stratus. And they're like, very good, Charlotte. You would like to fight Trish Stratus. Yeah. <laughs> so... It, uh, Charlotte's going to work very well, because she does, and 
they've done as well as they could with the very minimal amount of time that they've had to build it. But right. like, Trish, Trish has nothing left to prove or win mm. by beating Charlotte. Yeah. So, like, in my heart of hearts, like Charlotte is a huge winner in the deep end of the pool. But Trish is just gonna be floating on top of her in an inner tube. He's like, yep. yeah, I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really weird that since WrestleMania, Charlotte's just been kind of adrift. Yeah. Which you know, I'm. You know, I have no idea how she feels about it, but, like, I'm fine with that because she kind of felt overpushed right up until Mania. So just, like, take the brakes, you know, put the brakes on her for a little bit. It's kind of cool. It is really weird that they're just bringing back Canadian royalty (laughs) just to fucking have a one-off match that she'll probably just, you know, not squash her, but, like, yeah, it's that's the, the result's not in doubt. Canadian royalty for someone's head who's full of crowns. (laughs) Charlotte's won everything. Yeah. Well, now she's going to beat somebody who is effectively retired. Yep. Um, Speaking of effectively retired. Oh, hell yeah. We got Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Empty water park. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is... Goldberg's going <laughs> to... If, if Goldberg hits his head on the bottom of the pool, he's going to have to come back and do another match. Bloody water park. <laughs> I'm actually fine with this one. Okay. Uh, I think I'm saying fun park for this one just because a good Goldberg match doesn't have to be more than 30 seconds. It's true. So, like, if he want, if he comes out and he fucking spears Dolph Ziggler and then Dolph, like, flops around like he's the rock taking three Stone Cold Stunners yep. and gets up and he immediately gets jackhammered, that's amazing. Fun park. Awesome. Uh, if they do any fucking thing else, <laughs> literally anything else, right. uh, if like Undertaker interferes to set up a rematch for some reason, or fucking Dolph Ziggler uh, takes off, like turns out his his abs are a fucking t-shirt and he's been wearing a metal steel plate, a steel plate under his shirt the whole time, yeah. uh, some bullshit like that, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. But like, if they keep it to like a good Goldberg match and let us be like, that's the Goldberg I remember. A plus. Let's do oh, yeah. it. If if this goes longer than from bell to finish five minutes, then everybody's getting screwed. Yeah. The only wacky wacky creative thing with Dolph Ziggler referencing so much of old Goldberg is if he shows up dressed as a limo <laughs> and, and taunts Goldberg into elbowing him through a window and somehow wins from blood loss. Yeah. Cool. That's a long way to go. By God, Goldberg has passed out. <laughs> He's just bleeding too much. And Vince freaking out in the back. We don't do blood and guts, goddammit! There's no guts on the ring. Just blood. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's Vince at the water park. And then Renee's just going, blub, blub, blub. <laughs> oh, blub, blah, blah, blah. On commentary. Right. <laughs> oh, God bless Renee. Um, yeah. Let's see. So, next up, we got AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Fun park, baby. Fun park, baby. Yeah, I agree. Um, as long as they give it more than 10 minutes, mm. and it's not some weird thing where, like, the club of the OC, uh, uh, Marissa and Ryan, uh, <laughs> attack, attack, uh, and Seth, obviously, attack Ricochet Hall match and make it, like, full of hijinks. They just let the two great wrestlers do a great wrestling match. A plus. Yeah. I'm, I'm hyped for that one. I feel like even if it goes under 10 minutes, this is finally, I feel like, the opportunity to establish the OC as people who are either going to be so dominant because they're great at wrestling or so shitty when they work together, yeah. that Ricochet gets screwed. And it's it's really one of those things where I'm just like, oh, Ricochet, who's only been on the main roster 
for less than a year, takes the loss, but he's going to look good in defeat no matter what. He's wrestling AJ Styles. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and I think Styles is going to win just because it's kind of too soon for him to lose the title after winning it so long. Right. Um, And we got Finn Balor, the man, versus Bray Wyatt, the fiend. Oh, my God. Humongous funhouse. Yeah. Like, we were talking about how Goldberg and Ziggler should be short. This should be the fiend getting a showcase of, like, 8 to 12 minutes Everything signature about his offense that we should know about, we should see it, yep. and this gives Finn Balor a chance to take a well, well-earned break. Hell yeah, very yeah. excited for this. Yeah, this is in, it's also just interesting because who knows how he's going to look in the ring, you know? I mean, I know he's probably going to wear the Fiend costume, but right. like, there's so, Bray Wyatt's reinventing himself, who knows what his moveset's going to look like. Um, yeah, I can't wait, that's the most... Excited I've been for a Finn Balor match since the Royal Rumble. And even then, that might just be, like, hindsight making me think I was more excited for it going in. Right. Actually, yeah, I wasn't really excited going in, but, like, that Brock match was amazing. Excellent. This is the most excited I've been for Bray Wyatt in years. Because yeah. it feels like he's going to win. It fe- And it doesn't feel like it's going to be one of those bait-and-switches. Like, no, he's going to win. Yeah. And it, even if it doesn't necessarily lead to anything else consistent, this is... Finally, after years of Bray Wyatt being stuck in the promo room telling mm-hmm. spooky stories, gets refreshed, looks great. It he's it, got puppets. Yeah, he's, he's fun. He's engaging. Yep. He's so different from everything else. You want to hear him talk again, which is so important for a guy who can talk well. Yep. And he's gonna just—he's been demolishing everybody. Why wouldn't he do it to Finn? It's yeah. gonna be good. Yeah, he's the guy who I hope he like you know does the shtick for a couple more feuds, or just goes straight into a feud with like I don't know Ricochet for the. Uh, IC title or you not US title? Yeah. Um. Whatever. I could see him terrorizing you know someone who's less strong of a character. Yep. Um. And we got oh baby, we got uh Kevin Owens versus the best in the world Shane McMahon. And if Kevin Owens loses, he will be forced to quit WWE for probably like the fifth time right. in four years. Yeah. <laughs> um. I feel like this is fun park, but like. The bouncy house is a little deflated yeah. <laughs> because it's Shane. Yeah, and like it, it. Oh God! Like the this is the diaper in the ball pit where mm. it's just like it's a very fun time, but he's going to be so sweaty like three minutes in, and yeah. Owens is going to do everything that he possibly can with him, and they already have. They already had a hell in the cell match for right. fuck's sake. But like this is one of those things where I'm actually happy if either guy wins only because. It puts more heat on Owens because he'll just keep mm. showing up. He's yeah. not just going to be fired and gone. But if he does win, then he gets to be the hero that made Shane McMahon go away. Yes. Yeah. It's still water park for me, but like I'm looking forward to this feud being over. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Or <laughs> fucking Owens is forced to quit WWE, and then he uh, announces that he's going to be in the G1 in 2020. Yeah! Uh, that would be my ultimate dream, but I will take whatever, and I hope he vanquishes Shane for at least... Uh, a rumble. Yeah. I feel like the, it's time to put Shane on ice for a little bit, let him be a surprise entrant in the rumble, something right. like that. Um, this is like one of those really important timing moments where they're about to launch on two new networks in the fall, mm. get the McMahons out to show a sign of faith of like, we're not going to lean on authority figures, we're just going to go with this already incredible, talented, world-class roster. Let's just focus on that, please. Oh fuck! Shane's gonna be back by the time of SmackDown. Yes, Fox. He is. Yeah, <laughs> they need they need them ratings. Uh. <laughs> Fox says they're not worried, but uh, they're gonna be worried. Uh, they're gonna need them ratings. Uh, and we got fucking Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I 
don't see Randy Orton winning this one. Mm-mm. I hope not. Um, I will say this about Randy Orton. Pretty pretty weird that he's like a 14-time champion. No one ever talks about him ever coming like tying uh, Ric Flair's uh, reign or nope. John Cena's. John Cena's only tied it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just th- yeah. Cena's so. at sixteen, and like, there's a lot of there's sometimes talk about like Flair technically has nineteen. Yeah. Whatever stats you want to go with, it's never been important to Orton's character. Right. Same with Triple H. He's also up there in terms of how yeah, many. Is it fifteen? Yeah. Yeah. He's one more. Right. But uh, it's, it's never even teased. It's not made a talking point. No. Very interesting. He. I mean. He's made this his talking point, or like his the writers have made this his talking point. Three most destructive letters in sports entertainment RKO. He's a finishing move, mm-hmm. and he's very good wrestling when he feels like it before then. But this is a ten year story that gets rarely told in WWE modern. Of, yeah. We're going to reference some of our old history for context, and Kofi is riding a ton of goodwill and momentum, and he's earned it. This is Legacy Fun Park, baby. This yep. is like Fantasyland on the Carousel of Progress from 19... Or, like, 2009. Yep. Of, yeah, it's going to be fun for, to watch Kofi vanquish one of his old demons and then maybe get a more serious challenge between now and, say, the Survivor Series. Yeah. I, even if Randy won, I'd kind of be okay with it. Because Kofi's had a long, uh, relatively long, you know, title reign. Um, and, you know, he's fucking... Yeah, he's done a great job. They've made him look strong. New Day's still, still going strong. I I think he's going to win it, and, but if he doesn't win it, I'll still uh, not be too mad about it. It would feel like one of those wins where he would get it back soon. Yeah. Like Orton is almost never at his... Or is, al- is almost always, excuse me, at his best when he's a transitional champion. Like, yeah. he was champ before Jinder won it. He was champ before right. Mark, Hendr- Mark Henry won it. Mm-hmm. Um, he was champ a bunch of times when Cena beat him. So, mm-hmm. like, he's very good at changing... Uh, of a changing of the guard, so I, I feel like he's just a good contender here. Yeah, I'm not the... I do hope Kofi wins it, though. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, and it would be nice if Kofi was the first champion going into the uh, SmackDown uh, on Fox era. Yep. Um, and we got fucking Bailey versus Ember Moon for the Women's Championship. This feud's been a mess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is... Yeah, this is uh, Chlorine Leak at the fucking water park. Yes. Um, I... Bailey's my girl. Always yep. is going to be of the four horsewomen, and she continues to do the best job she can with what she's given. She's never going to be as strong on the mic as like Becky Lynch or Charlotte Flair. She's a wrestler. She's mm-hmm. a professional wrestler, and they keep putting her in situations that don't make sense. Yeah. And as much as that's true for her, and she's had like a few more years of goodwill on the main roster to build something from than to reference. Ember is sinking. Yes, yeah, um, that's the problem. Yeah, because she's even better than Bailey is in the ring, but she's not getting as much opportunity or time to show it. She's saying almost nothing, and at this point, it's hard to remember why they're fighting. Aside from Bailey said, "I want to fight you." Yeah, that I mean, that was the setup. Yeah, and I mean, the past few weeks, uh, the reports have been that Vince McMahon has come in at like mid afternoon and been like, "We need to rewrite the show. I'm going right. to rewrite the show." And then I think that mostly bears out in the especially the women's uh, feuds, but especially this one, because yep. it kind of just, it was like, weren't they like in a tag team together to determine like number one contender? And then Bailey was like, you're the contender. Yes. Which is a weird thing to have happen in the first place. And yep. then it's just a lot of each of them coming out and interrupting each other's matches. Ember's been looking weak. I hope Ember wins. Right. Just because I like Ember a lot and I want to, I want to believe that something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but it's also, I don't know, maybe they'll just give Bailey a fucking, Ember's not 
no, she's not from Toronto. So there's no hometown things to worry about. Yep. So I I say Bailey should probably win it. Just get. Yeah. I mean, how the problem is like though it's like so hard to think of like who in the women's division is like a viable contender for Bailey who isn't like Charlotte. The, I mean, the last person who had the moment, the last people were uh, Bliss and um, Bliss and Cross, and now yeah. they're women's tag team title yeah. holders. So there, there aren't any. And exactly to your point, so much has gotten rewritten last minute that it's the women's division as a whole that's been getting shafted. Yeah, um, there are no contenders for the tag titles. There are no real contenders for the women's titles. Lacey Evans is gone. Yeah. Which, like, as much as I was complaining about her the last few months, because it was relentless how much she was getting put on TV, she's just not on her anymore. Corbin, too. Yeah. They're, they're just, uh, they were they were summer flings. Right. And summer's, summer's being slammed, baby. Ba-boom, boom, ba-boom, boom. Right. <laughs> oh. uh, their swimmies popped, and they, <laughs> they sank somewhere. Yeah. It's, it, it's just weird. They have such an unwieldy roster. Yeah. And, like, I feel like I kind of want Ember to win just because anyone she faces is going to be a fresh... Um, matchup. Yeah. Like, if, if Ember is a perfect time to heat up Asuka, even though she's in a tag team now, and yeah. probably that leaves Kyrie probably adrift, but I don't know. Fucking give me Kyrie versus Ember. Yeah. Um, I don't. Whatever. It's like. You, you could do any matchup with the women on SmackDown that I remember right now. And. <laughs> <laughs> what an endorsement of the booking. <laughs> and they would be like, it would be exciting, but uh, it's, it's weird that this one kind of feels flat so far. Yeah. Uh, and slightly better is the next match Wikipedia has up. It's <sighs> Becky Lynch versus Natalia. <laughs> that's uh, the Heart Foundation music underwater. So it's water park, baby. Oh, like, it just, yeah. Natalia tries as hard as she absolutely can. I believe that when she is on camera, she's very confident and she believes in herself. I don't. Yeah. I believe in Beck. Like the thing, like the difference in the personas between the two of them is just like world beater versus like someone living on the planet. Yeah. Like Becky Lynch's confidence is humongous and well-earned and it, it would legitimately be upsetting if she lost, not in the sense of just like, Oh, I really hope Natalia gets her comeuppance. I'm just like, what are we doing? Yeah. I know my, a lot of people have been, um, uh, speculating that Ronda Rousey might come back and play a part in this match, but Mm. I don't, I don't see her costing, um, Becky the title. Because then, like, what, she's going to fight Becky for not the title? That's dumb. Right. But then again, WWE characters are all uniformly dumb. Yeah. So, uh, oh. who knows? Um, I, I do think Becky's going to win this one. But then again, it's a hometown thing for Natalia. So. Right. The only kayfabe, like, fi- uh, friend that Ronda Rousey ever had was Natalia. Yeah. So... It does feel like one of those double switches they might do of just like, oh, Ronda's gonna sh- Ronda's gonna show up and that's her best friend Natalia, but she- yeah, they brought up Ronda a couple times on Raw already, yeah. so I feel like they might be hinting at that or they're just playing into it and being fucking WWE. Whatever it is, I, I just I hope that Becky wins it because it is one of those things where like with Ronda or not, Becky is bigger than the title and she yeah. was big- bigger than both titles even before she won them, so she doesn't necessarily need them. But there's no one else that's really helped. Like, Natalia's not helped by being a champion. She's done everything. She's also done everything that there is to do. Right. So I hope Becky wins it, and then when she does get faced with stronger opposition, maybe a returning Sasha Banks. Yeah. Or what's the next pay per view after this? But yeah, I would. Oh God, if Sasha came back, I would. Oh man, yeah. I uh, did not. Um, 
God damn it. They uh, put the UK takeover in the next in the chronology. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know your roommate wants us to keep it down after 11 or so, but uh, if Sasha Banks came back, I couldn't. I just couldn't. Thump, thump. Yeah. Thump, thump. That's the sound of someone getting CPR at the water park. <laughs> that was drowned. Because it became a fun park. Because <laughs> I sucked up all the water and Triple H did up into the air so that everybody <laughs> can have it. Who the fuck is Triple H? I don't know. <laughs> Think crazy vehicles. <laughs> That's the funnest park. Right. The monster truck rally. Speak. Wait. Oh, God. In, in, in mentioning monster trucks. Brock Lesnar! The monstrous truck of all. Yeah, versus Versus. a guy who sometimes wears a trucker hat. (laughs) Seth Rollins. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I, this is like, I I wish I was hyped for this, this main event. Yeah. Like, I really do. Because, like, it's just like a bummer whoever wins. Yep. You know? Uh, it, it's amazing how some people can perform character assassinations on themselves. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins, a lot of goodwill. Pew! Yeah. Which, it's a shame, because in lead-ups to other Brock Lesnar title matches, you had, like, you referenced Finn Balor's match at mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. He believed in himself, and, like, Vince McMahon himself on camera was just like, you got Braun Strowman, you got Bobby Lashley, this is a beef! <laughs> what do you have? And he's just like, I'm Finn Balor, I'm gonna fight him really hard. I'm Finn Balor, I have an enormous hog. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and he does, yeah. <laughs> but, like, with, Le- with Rollins, he's so unsympathetic, his character's really stupid at this point yeah to just show up and repeatedly get beaten which doesn't make him look like he doesn't look like yeah it doesn't look strong or cool he no. just looked like an idiot because he was like he's half dead yeah. dragging a chair into the ring and then his first move is to run straight at brock lesnar with the chair and that didn't work yeah and then he got fucking ruined smartest thing he could have done if he was going to show up with props and like is we talked a little bit about how they're trying to make themselves cool and rollins cool mm. Show up like a gynecologist. <laughs> it's the only thing that hurts Brock. You got him in the balls. <laughs> oh, gynecologist probably doesn't deal with balls all that much. Make him wear a backwards hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> so. Rollins barely young enough to still be wearing a backwards hat. I think. Yeah, yeah. you're right. But yeah, it's like if, if Seth Rollins wins, then we had like a month long Brock Lesnar feud for question mark question mark question mark reasons. Right. And if Brock, Le- if Brock Lesnar wins, fucking, I hope he drops the title in Saudi Arabia, I guess. Uh, That's like the soonest that I think he could do it. Um, how, how fitting the next fucking show, which is a horrible thing, is going to be happening on Halloween. You yeah. might as well just have simulated violence in a terror scenario of just, yeah, just send send Brock anyway. He, he'll show up and get kicked. Who cares? Yeah. Okay, so after SummerSlam, September 15th mm-hmm. is um, fucking... It's Melissa's birthday. Right? Ooh! Yeah. Um, Happy birthday! Or is it the 19th? I can't even remember. Um, Happy birthday either way. Yeah. It's, uh, for that, it's, uh, Clash of Champions. So maybe Seth won't, or maybe Brock won't win, mm. because there's no fucking way they're making him work that one. Right. Um, and then Hell in a Cell, and then Crown Jewel, and fucking Survivor Series. Oh, that's so. a shame. I was hoping Evolution was going to pop back up, the all-women's pay-per-view. And so far, they haven't announced it. <sighs> the, the rumor is that they're not... Uh, uh, confident that they could sell the tickets without Rousey, uh, and I mean that kind of make kind of makes sense. But I also kind of feel like fucking do it at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, right? You know, like a small venue. Yeah, do it like a takeover. Yeah, uh, which is it's a shame at this point because where they are now is compared to a year ago. They have so many more established characters mm-hmm. on air that they could, but well, 
Yeah. I mean, that doesn't preclude them doing it, like, even later than Survivor Series. It would be a nice December pay-per-view when there's traditionally not much going on. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and just wish for something wildly. I hope Tony Storm shows up and just kills somebody in SummerSlam. Uh, I know. Just have her, it's just like, yeah, and uh, also watch me at uh, the special at the end of the month, guys. I'll yeah. be back. I'll be over there. Yes, I'll, I'll be in the UK. Uh, <laughs> it's the K that is you. Mm-hmm. Right, Keaton? And Americans would be like, cool, where's Uck? <laughs> It's on the WWE <laughs> Network. Uh, the Netuck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so are you excited for this pay-per-view? Um, I would say I'm at like a C+. This is one of those things where like the the big tentpole pay-per-views have become such like a fun gathering to just kind of talk about what they should be doing. Yeah. Versus enjoying what's happening. So for that reason, I'm going to be happy to be like getting together with you and yes. Ben. And, like, talking oh, about- yeah, I think Ben said he couldn't make it, right? Oh, David. David, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it it it's basically what a lot of the main roster pay-per-views have become. Half the card I'm excited for, half not. Yeah. And it's a shame that a lot of the main events fall into the not. Right. It's too bad. Like, the, a lot of the biggest matches are kind of like, I'll be, I might be looking at my phone a lot. Yeah. Like, especially, ah, oh, God, I can't get over how, like, how how badly they burned, they burned down <laughs> Seth Rollins' uh, goodwill. The, the, the it it was him. It's ironic because you know where you can't burn things down. Water park. Water park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's where that one is. <laughs> We're all all water park. I have more. I have more uh, fun park uh, things I'm looking forward to on this uh, pay per view. But like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Bonus question. I, I was gonna send you, but I forgot. Mm. Um. So I, the dominant storyline for SmackDown Raw for the past like two weeks has been who attacked Roman Reigns. Yeah. And now. Uh, I mean, Roman Reigns does not have a match on the card so far. I mean, they could announce it last second. That would be a waste yep. of, 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 you know, uh, name value. Mm. Um, but what object will Roman Reigns get hit by at the pay-per-view to continue the story? Oh, God. My absurdist heart says wrecking ball. <laughs> uh, WWE context, clangy pipes. A clangy pipes? Okay. I'm going with... Water from a water slide. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be enjoying summer, and then fucking too much water will go down the slide, and he's, his hair's gonna be wetter than wet, <laughs> and he's gonna be very embarrassed. <laughs> and then Daniel Bryan will be like, "That was a waste of water. <laughs> you gotta conserve water." Yeah. Um, if this honestly end books to or bookends to uh, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns, let's fucking get there. Yeah. Like, I, I I would be very excited for that feud. Yeah, it's just like it's so fucking weird that they like set this up and then uh, didn't have enough time to set up a SummerSlam match. No, you had Samoa Joe do, like cry yeah. for an hour about his character being called into question, and then weirdly this heel was innocent yeah. and got an apology from a face and no follow up. Yeah, none. I mean, they could still, and that was just Raw, so he could follow up next week. Right. And just be like, I felt real bad for Roman. <laughs> that, that's a great smoke show impression. <laughs> Roman was, I was mad at Roman, but then he got hit by a car, and I felt bad for Roman. Oh, <laughs> don't cry, Joe. <laughs> Come here, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the weekend overall, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, I think the best part of SummerSlam is going to be watching with you, and fucking... Also, goddamn, it's going to be in Boston yep. next uh, year. 
So I am hyped for an- going to another takeover and another, uh, or just my first SummerSlam, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I figure even if we're not excited to be at these things, it's like you might as well while they're in town. I'm always excited to be at takeovers. Yeah. I've had the opportunity now to think be at four. Yes, yeah. Um, two in New York at the Barclays Center, one for NXT TakeOver 25, and I feel like I, my heart tells me I've been to one more. But, I mean, it speaks to the, the gravity of those events. Like, yeah. The, they, the, yeah, the TakeOver's a must-see for me. Yeah. SummerSlam, I'm like, I don't know what the landscape's going to look like till then, and I probably won't even like the Raw and SmackDown leading up to it. But right. you know what? What's going to be right in my town? It's a relatively painless train ride away. I'll go. Yeah. And it's in my anniversary weekend. Woo! So, and I've, I'm lucky enough to have a girlfriend who like likes going to wrestling shows with me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there we are. I yeah. feel like it, yeah, it's going to be a packed weekend. I feel like the G1's going to deliver no matter what. Yep. Take over as well. SummerSlam, hopefully optimistic. Yeah. At SummerSlam will at least will at least be together. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have each other. Yeah. And uh, we'll have Drax the cat with us, unlike Keaton the cat who uh is boycotting because they are doing bad with Ember Moon. Yeah. And she has cool eyes. He's a big Ember Moon fan. Yeah. Anything to say about Ember Moon, Keaton? No. Okay, well, it's International Cat Day, so I gotta give him food and treats and play with him. Uh, yeah, so yeah, anything you want to add for this episode? Uh, Lance Archer, call me. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lance Archer, call. Remember to call it boom, 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 boom for your boom, 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 boom needs. If you need a boom, we got a boom, boom, boom. Uh, <laughs> 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 it's just like the theme song for the Speed Era that says, boom, 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 boom. If you hate uh, your telephone and want some of this product, call 1-800-BOOM-BOOM-BOOM-BOOM-BOOM. And they're right behind you. <laughs> uh, this has been the Russell Down. I'm Jared Palapal, Twitter.com, Swing Dingling. Dennis Bruno at SenseiDDNAB, at DBruno42 on Twitter. And uh, Keaton is Keaton Fuzzy on Instagram. Thanks for listening up. Russell Down. Boom-boom-boom. Boom-boom-boom-boom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>